0: Hello, I'm so excited. Today I am going live with my friend, my client, Kate. We are talking about, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of things, but we are talking about being able to build success as a multi passionate woman. So when Kate hops on here, I'm going to let her introduce herself so you can get to know her. And then we're just going to have a really beautiful conversation that will hopefully inspire you, that will motivate you, that will give you some steps that you can take in your own life if you resonate with any of this. So we are going to be diving in here shortly as soon as she hops on it's very interesting because I have a lot of, if you're familiar with human design, I have a lot of manifesting generator clients. So I myself am a generator and manifesting generators are such a beautiful design because they are multi passionate and have and like to have their hands on lots of things. So, all right.
1: Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm good. I love this wall behind you. Oh,
1: thank you. It's one of the little offices in my new co-working space. Oh, it's so cool. So cool.
0: I love it. It's, it's, it's very on brand. Yeah, yeah
1: green. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a, it's a vibe.
0: Yes, totally. So I'm so excited for us to talk today. I was just telling everybody a little bit about you and your, you know, human design, of course, and Manifesting Generator and all those things. But can you introduce yourself and who are you? What do you do? What are you
1: passionate about? Where are you from? (laughs) All the good things. All of the things. My name is Kate and recently I've adopted the term a multi-passionate wise woman because it it is one of the things that kind of holds me up when like I meet new people are like, well, who are you? And What do you do? I I do a lot of things. I do a lot of really cool things and I do a lot of things that kind of light me up and that's been been my journey and so that kind of encompasses a little bit of everything of what I what I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that has been such a beautiful part of your journey is not making that wrong anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. I, that's something I really had to come to terms with like really in our work together over the last year is just That me liking to have my hands on a lot of things and pivoting away from things sometimes to new things doesn't make me flaky, doesn't make me less than, doesn't make me wrong. It's actually something that makes me really good at what I do when I allow those things to unfold in a Mm. way.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the beautiful thing about you is because you are like you have infinite wisdom in so many areas. And like, I, I think about you and I think about people like you who have had, you know, incredible life experience, who have played in different arenas and different industries. Yeah. And how like frustrating it must feel for somebody in our society really to be like, you just need to be one thing.
1: Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard to hear. It's both like from people and and just like more subtle messaging from our society, from careers. You know, even when I worked in higher ed and I, I worked with college students, mentoring them when I, I did leadership education, entrepreneurship education. Like I would find myself starting to give that advice, and I was like, whoa, like how can I give that advice when it doesn't even feel in alignment for me, and I am feeling lost and struggling with just being on one path and. I think the biggest thing for me has been to follow things that like excite me and light me up and give myself permission to explore them and then trust that they're going to kind of weave back together in really beautiful ways. And as I've gotten into the later half of my 30s, I have really started to see some of that layering happening from my earlier life experiences, my earlier professional experiences, things that I thought why did I do that? Was that a waste of time now kind of coming back and being such a pivotal part of the foundation of who I am and Mm -hmm. influencing so much of everything else I do? I mean, my my background's in social work. I don't actively work in that field, but it was probably one of the best foundations I could have given myself from an educational standpoint. And it took until I was in my late thirties and doing all these other really amazing things to see that 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 needed to happen so that some of these other really beautiful layers could happen further down the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it it makes so much sense when when you give yourself permission like that of like whatever is going to be in front of me if I can just trust that whatever that thing is even when it doesn't make sense. I think that's the hard part, right? Is like we want it to make sense. Our our brains are like make it make sense, but it doesn't always make sense and you might not know until years later that's like That's why I went through that really hard experience. That's why that pivot occurred. And that's something like watching it, like you blend things so well. And especially like over this last year, it's been so incredible, like how things weave together. So I would love for you to just give a little more like specifics around that, like tell people what are the different things that you have your hands in and how have you seen in this evolution? How have you seen how they overlap and what are some things that you notice, like how they help each other?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say the biggest like thread through all of my work that I've done professionally is people and like meeting, being able to meet people where they are, read the room in a really beautiful way that, you know, not everyone has that, that gift and see where people need to go, want to go and help them figure out how to get there. And so that's shown up when I was in social work. That's shown up when I was running other people's businesses. That's shown up when I was a college strength and conditioning coach and coaching national level athletes. It showed up when I moved into more of the academic side of higher ed. And, And now that's showing up as I'm blending some of my other passions In with those experiences, co-founder of our company called Averly Acres, it's our homestead, it's where we do our making and we go to markets and we do some education around DIY and helping people just gain knowledge around these fun and exciting things that we're losing in our society a little bit and, and just try things, right? Try to paint Try to create a rug for their house, right? Whatever that that looks like. And then really weaving that into some of my other areas, whether that's the marketing work that I do or some other stuff that we're building up to with a, a nonprofit launch around this concept of meaningful life, and which uh, is a really beautiful idea. And the way that we are using it in our work is the idea that exploring through creativity and play and nature and all of these things that sometimes we lose touch with when we're go, 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 go. And such high achievers that those are the things that can really allow us to create and live most meaningful lives that, that we want to be living in a given season of our life. Right. And that's going to look different in different seasons of our lives. It's looked really different in different seasons of my life as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Think? Yeah. It's
0: so good. It's so good. And it's interesting too, because I think that even you talking through that is so permission giving for people, because I think the fear is, right, that if I have my hands in too many things, there's the fear of overwhelm, like not being able to gauge your capacity. There's the fear of how can I do really well in that area if I'm working in all of these areas. There's, you know, and obviously navigating through a lot of that with you and and watching you learn and, and like, okay, well, if I am going to do this, if I'm going to be in alignment with myself, what I know is I need my hands in multiple things. I am multi-passionate. I am a multifaceted human being. There are lots of things that bring me joy and I want to be able to fill those buckets. So what would you say is being multi passionate, knowing that you have these gifts in all these areas and that you want to contribute? What would you say are some of the struggles with that and what has helped you in those struggles?
1: Yeah, I think it's such a fine dance of allowing yourself to feel the pulls and the tugs to things that are exciting and explore them while. For me, it's about also not stretching myself too thin because when I'm in like my big energy, like I'm go, go. I mean, like I could get anything done and probably like eight times faster than most people. And it's not always realistic for me to operate that way. And so Mm -hmm. the biggest struggle that I've faced this year is by really going full force into working for myself, having multiple businesses, is learning how to. I'm really good at creating boundaries with other people and protecting my time that way. I haven't been so great at creating boundaries myself and learning what my capacity is. And as a new mom, you know, who has a now 19 month old running around, and I want that to be a big part of my life and my energy. I can't operate maybe the way I used to. So how do I do that and still get my fill of, being lit up by all these things I want to have my hands in without burning myself out, without spreading myself too thin. And and that's really what the meaningful life projects all about. Like that's come from me living that lesson over and over and over again in some really extreme life situations. And then now also as a, a newer mom and an entrepreneur is how do I slow down when I need to slow down and give myself permission to play and have fun while also doing all these really big, exciting, high-energy, business-related things.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's the struggle, right? Is like you, all of us, you know, we, we care about our impact. We care about being productive, being efficient, getting things done, checking the boxes. But there's also a part of you that's like, yes, but like nurture me so that you can, yeah. right? What has been helpful in this journey for you, you know, in finding how to honor those boundaries with yourself and how to gauge where your capacity is.
1: I mean, I think some of it's just doing it, right? And it's that idea that you and I have talked about is like doing things messy instead of, you know, I also have that strategic brain where I have to see the big picture before I can start playing in the details. And a lot of what we have worked on this year is around like just showing up, just doing it, making mistakes with and this goes for anything but especially from a capacity standpoint I've had to I've had to burn myself out a little again this year which I thought I had moved away from when I Mm. kind of moved into that slower postpartum period and it helped me realize where my capacity is now and then it helped me get really clear on what I needed to do to make this work and that included the biggest thing for me is asking for help right and realize remembering aren't mind readers, right? Like asking my partner for help in different ways than I have before, and him that giving him a chance to show up beautifully and and be that support when I need him to be, right? And he didn't have that necessarily opportunity before because I I didn't create that space for it, and then and fulfilling myself and filling my cup in other ways that kind of were getting pushed to the side again because I was stretched too thin.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So like
0: reprioritizing, and yeah. I think like the biggest key and you know how 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 I feel about this is just asking for help and i think that's as much as we intellectually know all of us myself included like we know there is no like i don't think having too much help is ever a thing right. we know that like that is required for us to get where we want to go regardless of the area but it's still so challenging because it's mm-hmm. like i know that i need this help but like Letting things go, asking for, you know, whether that's delegation in the business, whether that's help at home, you know, it's still, it's a huge step. And I think one of the things that you've done really, really beautifully is the asking for help in the small areas that make a huge, that give you a huge return.
1: Huge, huge. Yeah. Cause it just opens up like my energy in such different ways that I didn't expect before.
0: Yeah. And sometimes we think because we're, especially when you're in, like you're overwhelmed, you're in like chronic burnout. It's hard to really, what it feels like is like, well, I have to burn everything down and start over. And like, that's not possible. Like we can't do that. Like we're the breadwinners or the sole providers. Like, it's like, so if I can't do that, if I know that I have to keep going, then what do I do here? And that's the dance, right? Of like, okay, there's are all these things that I want to play with, participate in, but also I got to honor my humanness. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's easy too, like for people like me to get caught when you start to get scared about finances or not being able to burn it all down. It's easy to get caught in that trap of, you know, go find the job, go find the stability, go do this. Cause then at least like, that's not one more thing kind of shaking things up but then we end up in a place where we're really unhappy because we're not chasing and exploring and creating and doing. And yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where it's like, if we can pull it back, like you have done and say, okay, what is like a step? What is one thing? What is, you know, like house cleaning, you know, swapping childcare, like This gives me an hour back. This gives me 30 minutes back. And so I think sometimes it's just like seeing that, that like it's okay for it to be small. Not everything has to be big and profound and like drastically change because we can build over time if we take those smaller steps,
1: right? Yeah. And even like for me, a big part of what I've been working on is building movement back in and even coming back into it, I was getting caught in my old perfectionist tapes of I got to get up first thing in the morning and it's got to be quiet and just by myself and like real talk that's not a possibility in my life right now it's just not always realistic and and to get to a point where I could say just just start where you are just start where you are just do this one thing right now and maybe that means that there's a toddler crawling on you even though you're doing some low flow yoga like it's still (laughs) body is still so grateful for that even if it's not perfect right and then that. Up in so many beautiful ways to accomplish things I want to accomplish because it just, I'm moving. and Yeah. Yeah. Cause I
0: think that's, you know, that's pretty much like the, the cycle, right? It's like you're multi-passionate. There's so many things happening. You're excited. You're, you know, working in multiple areas and then it's like, oh fuck, I'm overwhelmed. What's happening?
1: Yeah around you that maybe don't operate that way, right that's a lot of navigating yeah. that my partner Rob and I have had to do because he's he doesn't operate that way mm-hmm. and so we've learned a lot of lessons over the years of how far do we let me go with my exploring and all that and when do when do I need that like stability and, and boundary a little bit from him of like hey, like time out here mm-hmm. um, and that's been a really interesting dynamic to navigate as well and, and that's just on the personal side then you get into the business pieces of it and interacting with different people in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think having, I think all of us need that though, you know? And I think that's one thing that I, I really love about our relationship is like, we're never afraid to be honest with each other. Like I, I never question like, are my words going to land okay with her? Like if I'm pushing her a little bit or am I, if I'm asking her to pull back, like, Because I I need that for myself too. And it's just like, I hear you, Kate. Like, I I know this is a thing, but also I want to push you a little bit here. Also, I can see you getting to that point where like, are we putting too many things on the calendar? And I think it's so wonderful to have something like like you and I have, or like you and Rob have to where it's just like somebody who knows and understands you and is not going to pull you away from yourself, but also can serve almost as like a checkpoint checkpoint is it that's
1: exactly it and then we've done that dance like right in like our coaching work, it works like and I can hear it coming whenever you're sharing something <laughs> she wants to give me a little bit of like a, a check here but I also know that she doesn't want to like stifle me because that's what's so yeah. long and it's so important that we not do that because shoot maybe I need to go and just burn out a little bit and figure it out and realize that that was too much or mm. maybe an be in my natural state and allow that to happen with some structure and stability in place that, you know, you've helped me map out in either mm-hmm. scenario or in any given moment.
0: When it comes to like building these businesses and working in multiple areas and having these different passions, what are things we've, we've addressed kind of some of the struggles and we've talked about your capacity. We've talked about asking for help. What specifically, you know, on business or otherwise, what helps you succeed? What helps you to be able to continue to move forward in multiple areas?
1: I think, and, you know, from what my small understanding is of human design, for me, it's when I am doing things and pursuing things that like really excite me, Mm -hmm. right? Not the things that you know, the career path says I should do, or society says, you know, I've kind of always been this barrier breaker, right? In all my different industries. And some of that's like my stubbornness and like, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to coach football football because I love it. And why not? Right. And so, but also honoring that, that like, that's how, even when like my energy might be depleting, like I can get through some intense stuff if I need to, if Mm -hmm. I'm things that really excite me as soon as it's like a drag for me that's like it's just like a total energy depleter for me and I'm there's like no movement and just stagnation and Mm. aware of that and like learning to listen to that and not making that wrong right because there's messages in our society that say we can't do everything that's fun right well why not it doesn't mean life's not hard it doesn't mean that you know there aren't going to be challenges that we have to work through but why can't i do things that are fun for me why can't that be my focus mm. if i figure out a way to make it work why not so that's that's been like mm. my biggest
0: yeah i love that question i love the question of like cuz you know i always my question is like how can i you know so it's like right. how yeah. can i succeed in multiple areas so it's really just about following the excitement for you. And then a lot of what you said, what I was hearing was just like learning to trust yourself.
1: Yes, yes. Such a huge part of it is like, I use a phrase when I was doing work, especially like with women and the like hormonal health and like pregnancy and work around that, a, such a big part of that process is learning to trust your inner wisdom and trust that it's okay if your inner wisdom doesn't line up with maybe what the doctors are telling you or the people around you are telling you and that's been such a huge thing for me and I I use a couple phrases because it's a couple layers. It's first like stopping and learning to listen to yourself but then are you really actually hearing what you have to say or are you just kind of listening? Uh. Hearing it, And then the third final step is, can you actually trust what's coming from that inside piece, right? And like those, that's like the kind of three steps that I walk through of, oh, pause, Kate, are you listening to yourself? Are you really hearing like the little voice inside that's saying, mm, this doesn't feel right? And then can you, can you step back and trust it? Because I mean, that's all we really have when it comes down to it is that inner wisdom and learning to trust that and listen mm-hmm. to that and move from a space of that. So good. So good.
0: I love because I'm thinking about like my kids now, and I'm like, there's the listening and hearing are two different things.
1: (laughs) Very different. (laughs) Whether you're
0: five or 35. Yeah, seriously. And you know, I think here's my question for you. Okay. Knowing this, right? So we, I feel like we intellectually know. Like we need to honor ourselves. We need to listen to ourselves. We need to, our our bodies tell us what is right for us. We know what is aligned, but we don't always listen because you and I both know it's rooted most of the time in fear of like, if I do that, who's it going to make mad? What's going to blow up? Like the whole world's going to light on fire, whatever it is. Right. So what has helped you in those moments of, my intuition is saying this. I am excited about this. Society tells me the opposite. What helps you to take to make that right choice for you?
1: I mean, it's gotten to the point in my life where I've developed this very, very deep sense of trust of myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that. And I still don't always have it, right? There's still moments where it kind of like creeps up on me and I have to work back through it. And I love the phrase that you use is, we have to gather evidence around this. And I've spent a lot of my professional and personal life gathering evidence that if I do really listen, hear and listen, and I start to trust myself, and I follow that wisdom, it's really never steered me wrong. And I've made some really wild decisions in my career that people would look at and be like, I would never do that. That's petrifying. And it's, it's ultimately never steered me wrong. And so having that deep sense of trust that no matter what, I'm going to figure it out and it's going to be okay. And then you start to layer in things like, and I'm going to be able to do that because I'm going to put things like support in place and learn my boundaries and all right. Like that's the outside, but the inner piece is like just such a deep sense of trust of myself. Yeah. I've developed over the last 30 something years professionally. Yeah.
0: And I think that I think cultivating self-trust is probably one of those powerful skills that we can have. And it's, like you said, to be able to, I think about trust as a relationship that uh, that we have with ourselves. And so if we start treating ourselves like a relationship with someone else, how do we build that relationship? How do you grow to trust someone? Right. Listen to them, you respect them. Like all of those key pieces that we do for other people, we need mm-hmm. to do more of for ourselves. So I love that. And I, I think that you're right. I think if you can hear and then trust, it can kind of, you know, the fear is going to be there regardless. Right. You we that
1: Trust anchors us. And, you know, I still need that support though, right? Like that's why we have a coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. 9.9 times out of 10, when you come back at me with advice, I've already worked through some sort of that in my head and I just kind of <laughs> needed to hear it from someone else. Too, right? And so that's where I'm still practicing the trust piece. And, yeah. and that. Too, right? Like that's part of it. And that's why we put those supports in place.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, sometimes it's just like, I think part of it too, is when there is at least somewhat level of trust, you can at least take a step or make a move so that you can gather that evidence to where it's like, if you don't know, if you don't try, if you don't give yourself the opportunity you won't be able to gather the evidence. So like you have gathered a lot of evidence, especially in the last year that like you can succeed having multiple businesses, having your hands in in multiple things. But if you had not listened to yourself, if you had not trusted that that was right for you, then
1: where do you think you would be? What do you think you would be doing? Be miserable. Whatever Mm -hmm. I was doing, right? Because I would feel whatever it is, I could pick like five of my past paths, be in one of them, and I'd be miserable. And it's not because I I rarely do things that I don't love, but it would be because I would feel stifled, right? Knowing who mm-hmm. I am and why I'm in business for myself is, you know, to do things I love and to help people, but it's for that certain level of freedom and flexibility to create a day-to-day life that I want that's going to be different and so if I let other people's fears or some of my own control those actions, I would still be in a nine to five or be in a crazy job working 80 hours a week for someone else. And I would feel stifled, even if it was work I loved, I would, I would feel stuck and stifled. Mm. Yeah. And I love those
0: words because I think that's the truth of it. And that's kind of knowing that I think it's a big help because it's like, you can go against what you're, what you intuitively know and end up with that result or you can trust yourself and at the very least feel free. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you discern between since (laughs) I also, I'm like thinking about your brain and just like how well I know you, how do you discern between this is a hobby? This is something that I want to make income from this is a passion how do you what is your tool for discernment
1: it's something that's really challenging for me and it's mm-hmm. conversations that rob and i have had often cuz you know he has the and nothing wrong with either of us we're just very different he likes his 9 to 5 and that's it and that's what's bringing the income in for him and 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 he and he loves what he does And he doesn't want to monetize like all parts of our life. And whereas I like see something and and where I'm gifted is I'll see the gap or the hole or the need. And then my brain starts going off like, okay, we could create this and we could do this to meet the need and we could do this. And like, suddenly I'm monetizing. You're just like like
0: driving down the street, creating 14 businesses.
1: I mean, it's funny, but it's true. Like, and so one of the things that I did recently, I think I shared with you, Is that like just, and I heard this when I worked in higher ed. Um, So I was the leadership arm at the center. And then my colleague was the entrepreneurship arm. And then we collaborated. And one of the things that a speaker we brought in said was, and they were a big innovator. And they would say, I have an idea journal. And every time I have an idea in the morning, I wake up and I write all my ideas down. And then I throw random ones in throughout the day. And then I don't like, I let, I get them out of my brain for a while and then I come back to them. And so I've been doing that lately where I just start dumping ideas into a running note. And it's been cool because I've seen things that I've dumped in there and set aside and kind of lost excitement around suddenly come gurgling back up in a slightly different form. And it's that evidence for me of saying, okay. This is, this is it. This is the right time now. I didn't have this information. Now I can pursue this idea. I can build out this business. I mean, the Meaningful Life Project, which we're in the process of forming right now, it's been like coming to fruition for years in a couple different forms. And it just, it just was never quite right. It was never quite right. And then all of a sudden it just, here it is. That's one of the tools I've had to put in place because I will exhaust myself because of the way my, my brain works. When I'm driving, when I'm in the shower and I'm or I'm on a run. But everything is just coming. And so it is hard because, you know, I wanna make money so I don't have to go work for someone else. So like, okay, let me think yeah. about it funnel and bring in some, you know, income doing things I love. But there is there is a there's a line and and I still navigate that every day. what is mm. that? And maybe not-
0: that's just part of the dance that you kind of come to accept, right? Yes. Is that like there's always gonna be things I'm always, you know, going to have, you know, want to try to make that into a business But yes. I love like the simpleness. And I love that you have that list and I've seen it like, obviously in real time kind of yes. like that stuff get thrown on there and you're like, this keeps coming back. So it's like, all right, well, it keeps coming back. So, you know, or like the past couple of months have been mind blowing for you because it's like, wow, things are that like are on the list that we weren't even that were there, but not here where yes. It's like, here's a door
1: opening for that. They're down. and they just exist and we just do it. I mean, same with really Acres. It's been around for like two years and we weren't really doing much with it. And now poof, like we're doing all these cool projects with it. And yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: so amazing. So what else would you say? Like if you could give like one or two pieces of like big advice to somebody who is multi-passionate like you, who is similar to you, who wants to build, you know, real success in their lives, what would you tell them?
1: three, three very distinct pieces of advice that I think anyone can live by, but especially people who are multi-passionate get really, really clear on anchoring into your why. And there's some really cool ways to do that. There's all different, you know, guided activities. I run people through guided activities on that. And that was a game changer for me because then any time that I really was struggling to make a decision, all I had to do was come back and does this, does this actually meet my why? Does this accomplish? And if it doesn't, it gets set aside for now, whether that's a business, personal, whatever. So get really, really clear on your why. People think they know their why and if I were to ask them, they can't actually spit it out. Mine's freedom and flexibility to have time with my daughter and my family. That's, mm. that's my why, right? My mm. ultimate life. Everything mm. I do, honor that and match up with that. Second piece of advice is let go of the shoulds. And those are the shoulds from outside, which we have often most of the time internalized with ourselves into ourselves. And I should do this. I should do it this way. I should, you know, chase this thing. Let go of the shoulds. And it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of work. But it's so important because there's so many of them coming at us, especially as women, new mothers, like any of those identities I hold, like tons of shoulds coming at me all the time. And I just have to let go of them. And then the final piece is just start where you are. Whether it's building a garden for the first time, starting a business, chasing a new passion, having a hard conversation, just just start in the moment exactly where you are, even if you don't see the full picture. Because that's really hard for a lot of us. Because the full picture will unfold. And info you didn't have before is suddenly going to be there. And it's going to get you ultimately to where you need to be. So Mm. my three, three key, multi-passionate. So good. wisdom drops.
0: Yes. So good. As I knew you would bring the heat in that for sure. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for sharing your beautiful wisdom. And I would love for you to just tell anybody who may be interested in working with me, what that has been like for you, what it's felt like, what it's looked like, so they can get a little behind the scenes if you don't mind.
1: I don't mind at all. I will shout that to the rooftops. No, I mean, Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. And I think that I'll use that to lead into our work together, even in the times when it's been hard, like it's been fun, right? It's been fun to have someone to work with and explore, explore, right? Explore everything that I'm looking at and giving myself permission to do and kind of have that champion in the corner. That's also going to like help me hold the line a little too. I started following you years ago when we were both in the, you know, strength industries, right? The fitness and powerlifting for you. And, for me, it was weightlifting, competitive weightlifting, college training and conditioning. And I just kept seeing your posts and as you evolved and I kept saying, I want that. Like, I want that. I want to be able to do that too. I don't want mm. to always be working for someone else. And I finally jumped into your one of your group programs earlier in the year. And it was like my way of starting where I was and getting my toes wet because I wasn't ready to commit. And then we did some one-on-one work these last couple months, which has been incredible and you know anyone who's on the fence or thinking about it pick somewhere to start and just try it because it's it's worth it on so many levels thank you thank you
0: I I love you very deeply and I can't wait to hug you I- in real life in like a month so- I don't know crazy so crazy well thank you again for your time i'm excited for everybody that watched today anybody that catches the replay obviously this will go on the podcast as well so yeah just thank you for being here thank you for sharing i know you have so so much goodness to give and it's really really appreciated and your voice is very needed and i'm sure this will be much appreciated so thank you so much for having me and opening the space up of course, of course. All right, Kate, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.